Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Big Sills! Before we get started, happy 9-11. And what I mean by that is 9-11 showed us the greatness of America galvanizing our country together. Never forget. I honored my grandfather today and all the 9-11 firemen by putting my, my pops lit up for all those men who are running the right way on 9-11. They were running the right way. Uncommon valor. Uncommon valor. Uncommon valor. When you're running theoretically the wrong way. I love our country. And it was the worst and best of our country on that day. So, privileged to be here with you. Privileged to be able to do the things that we do, each and every single one of us on whatever scale that is. So we move forward here. Um, a sensational weekend. Sensational weekend in college and pro football. By the way, top of the second hour, we're going to name our winners of our Hooters gift certificates and some merchandise we're going to give away. Then we'll start to process up on Tuesday again. So we look forward to that. Okay. Let's get to the takeaways. Um, look, the most important thing that we can say here today with the Eagles and the Patriots is this. You won. You don't get style points in the NFL for winning ball games. You won. I said it'd be 27-20. You played worse. It was 25-20. Cue ball goes, it was, an, it was ugly, but a W. Correct. Start with that premise. And anything I say here, you got a W. Good teams win games like that. So start here with that. Anything that's said really doesn't really go up to the level of the most important thing, rolling into a place like New England and getting a win. Okay? It's important. You got the win. Let's look at the takeaways here. And let's go into what I saw. Because if you listen to any of the radio shows, I didn't know what they were watching. 
Um, Eagles completely outcoached in every facet of the game. Once again, for the second game in the row, the better coaching staff made it a last series drive for their respective team. Belichick wanted to do exactly what I told you he wanted to do. A fourth quarter game, an ugly game, and he had the opportunity in his hands to win it with the ball in their hands. You won because you're better. Your coaching was terrible. All up and down the line on both sides of the ball in your special teams, that entire shit show was unbelievable in the amount of non-coaching and communication that you could possibly have. Bill Belichick completely outclassed you with his coaching staff. You're lucky you were playing the fourth worst team in the AFC East. That team will not make the playoffs, and you got out of it with a W. Completely outclassed. Completely. The Eagles special teams has to be the worst in the national foot. Hey, can you line up and get your guys on the field without burning timeouts? Holy shit, who runs that shit show? What an absolute, your only job is to be on punt and kick return and kickoff return. And you don't know where your assignment is? Communication. Get that shit right. Absolutely atrocious versus the fourth best team in the AFC East. Shit show. Special teams, awful. Here, I thought Jordan Davis played his best game as a Philadelphia Eagle. I did. New England could not run the ball. He played really well. Actually saw him pressuring the quarterback. Very good. Very good. His best game as an Eagle. His best game as an eagle for Jordan Davis. Okay? Jalen Carter is everything I think he is and said he would be on draft day. Speed, quickness, up the field. Absolutely insanity. He's a great-looking prospect. He is going to be a, by, hey, by week eight, he could easily be an upgrade over Javon Hardgrave. I'm not there yet. It's one game. But I'll tell you this. Exceeded expectations. Exceeded. I thought Darius Slade played well. Not great. The pick six was great. Um, I thought he actually played. I thought he actually played very well, Darius Slay. Okay. He, he I, I thought he played well. That was a, that was a one of his best games in the last ten games. I thought he played well. I want to say this to you. What in the world 
are you doing with Kenneth Gainwell? He is not going to beat the Patriots. Establishing Kenneth Gainwell is a downgrade from Miles Sanders. That was the dumbest mentality to go into a game to establish the worst offensive player in the huddle. What is the absolute point of that? That makes no sense. I want the ball in the hands of the best players on my team, not the worst offensive player in my huddle. What in the world were you doing trying to establish a guy who can't beat the Patriots? That fundamentally flawed thinking was dumb. It was absolutely dumb. He's not going to win you games. Establishing him makes no sense out of the gate. I mean, and how they're using the running back thing, um, I'm still confused. I really don't even have an opinion on your collection of trash cans at running back. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with them. I, I, I really, I don't know what they're doing. I told you the Patriots wanted to make this a fourth quarter football game, and they did. Actually, Belichick outcoached your guys so significantly, they had the ball in their hands to win it. Everything I told you the Patriots would do, they did. Made it a fourth quarter ugly game, hit the tight ends, and make it a last possession game. And they did everything. Everything. And I also said that they had to hold. We'll look at the numbers here in a second. Outcoached significantly. Holy cow, was that terrible. Hertz was awful. Jalen Hertz was awful. He was awful, predictable, wide open guys. He can't read a defense still. That's why 67% of the throws or 70% of the throws go to two dudes or three dudes. Matt Jones targeted nine guys. Jalen Hurts cannot, Tony Romo in the broadcast was saying, these guys are wide open. And he was predetermining where he was going with the ball almost every throw. Almost every throw. He was terrible. He's not the only one on that offense, but he was god-awful in that game. Bro, you got to read a defense better than that. Okay? That's one of the lesser teams in the AFC. The Patriots might win seven games. That was terrible. And you know what everyone in Philly's doing? They're blaming the play caller for Jalen not being able to read a defense. RPO has nothing to do with reading defenses. 
It's a predetermined throw. He's never going to sit back there and shred a defense by moving guys with his head. That's not who he is. He's either going to run it, hand it off, or throw it to a predetermined guy. That separates him from all the other guys, including Mac Jones. Mac Jones can read a defense. Jalen can't. Now, what they've done is they have created an offense for him not to have to, which is cool. Okay. Okay? So they are going to his skill set. But after a while, it becomes predictable. It, it beca- he became predictable in that game. He's not going to look you down the field and look you off and move a safety over. He's going to go to one target. So you don't really have to worry about the deep third because he's not going there unless he drops. The only way he throws those deep passes is in a seven-step drop, and that's when he goes plus 25. Other than that, it's a crossing route. It became so predictable, I'm calling plays sitting in my couch. He was terrible. The Patriots' defensive line had their way with the Eagle O-line. Both tackles were terrible. Missed assignment by Lane that got a sack on Hertz. Um, Terrible. It was a terrible performance by everybody up front. New England owned them. New England owned them. Evan goes and still lost. You had the better talent. You're lucky. Because if you had even talent, you surely weren't going to beat him with your shitty coaching. Nicobe Dean's terrible. Now he's hurt again. Everything I've told you about this guy is fact. He can't stay healthy. And he was lost in coverage. He had a couple good run fits. Other than that, he was turned around at least seven times in that game. Anybody who said that that guy played in any sense a good game completely are just being a bullshit artist. He was terrible. He's not a Mike linebacker. And get this. Someone goes like this. I knew it. You're damn right I knew it. It's not so much he played poorly in the run game. In the pass game, They targeted him like I said they would. They targeted him. They turned him around seven times, I counted, before he got hurt. You're going to miss TJ Edwards. So you missed him in that. You can't cover a soul. That team is going to finish in the bottom half of the National Football League in pass defense this year. Mark my words. Mac Jones? I'm sorry. Sills, on Friday you said we were playing. Hey, can you post that for me there? Uh, Tone, the uh, super chat. I missed it. Um, I'm sorry, Sills. On Friday you said we were playing a top 10 defense. They were disguising their coverages. 
No moving until the ball was snapped. It's top 10 defense. Absolutely. By the way, it's about wins and losses. We won. Okay. I told you that. Now, remember this, though, too. You played against a football team that won't win seven games. And you struggled mightily. That's not a good defense. It's not. It's not a good pass-protecting defense. James Bradbury, before he got hurt, he got taken to the woodshed. You can't cover a soul. I told you the tight ends in New England were better than anything you had on the field. And they exposed you. Two things got exposed in that game. Jalen still can't read defenses, and tight ends are going to be a nightmare for you. Okay? And they're going to, you know, and you know where they got that from, New England? The Super Bowl. They got that from the Super Bowl. Two straight games, too, Jalen's put the ball on the turf. You know what teams are starting to do? Remember what I said? Put a hat on his ass. Hit this kid. Rough him up. Okay? Tone's like, sure, the Eagles won, but the reason we are here is to analyze the game. Fans got to stop. I don't care if they – hey, Tone, you're, you're, you're right because this is what we do. But, hey, and I started the program out. I don't care. What I'm telling you, you did not look like a Super Bowl contending football team in New England against the fourth-best team in the AFC East. You, you did not. And to sit around and have media people covering for Jalen Hurts is pathetic. Even Hurts would say it. I have to play better. Missing wide open dudes. Wide open. Wide open. Like no one near him 10 yards. Is the process that he still has to get better. That was not the look of an elite guy. Okay? Eagles media is going, it's, it's, it's Brian Johnson's fault. <laughs> the establishing of Kenny Gainwell was dumb, for sure. I give that to you. Hurts not finding Goddard is a Jalen Hurts issue. It's a Jalen Hurts issue. Now, look, the cool thing is, it's completely a win. Lane Johnson had a missed assignment that got his quarterback hit. I thought Fletcher Cox, when he came in, now Fletcher's banged up a bit, it says. And now you're going on a short work week with out N'Kobe Dean. As a matter of fact, you may be better without Dean being out there. And Bradbury in protocol, concussion protocol, which means he's not likely to play. Hey, Sales, how much of it can you put up to week one in rust? Cowboys look rusty. The Niners look rusty. I told you the Chiefs don't have a very good roster without Kelsey and Chris Jones. Mahomes didn't look all that bad, but they, they don't have the talent. Did the Bengals look rusty? Yeah, well, Burrow was out. No excuses. No excuses. We'll get to that game. 
Cowboys offense did. Cowboys offense didn't have to do anything because Stephon Gilmore grabbed two picks. A guy you said did no juice left. People are going around trying to tell me Stephon Gilmore has no juice. He had two picks. Played insane great. 49er team is the best team in the NFC right now. Brock Purdy was off the charts great. Great. Took apart a better team than the Patriots and the Steelers. Maybe maybe compatible. Maybe compatible because I don't believe anything with Kenny Pickett. Okay? Okay? So, end of the day. Here's the numbers now. Pretty much the Patriots dominated you. Twenty-five twenty. Yeah, I would agree. Both Pats and Steelers are compatible. Yeah, pretty compatible teams. Um, first downs, Patriots twenty-four, Eagles seventeen. Third down, both teams sucked. 5 of 15, 4 of 13. Total yards. The least amount of points, or excuse me, yards given up in over 19 games. 251 yards for the Eagles. Linebackers and safety play were the issue. Okay? And pass protection. 382 total offense for the Patriots. Here's where the game became a final possession game for the Patriots. They had 78 plays. You had 61. They outplayed you. Thank God for those turnovers earlier. You lose. Under 100 rushing. Haven't seen that number in a while like that. Did a great job stopping the run, 76. Penalties. I think the Eagles actually did a very good job here. Five penalties, week one. If you're so rusty, why were your penalties down? Your concentration was down. Take a look at all the timeouts on special teams just to get guys on the field. Jalen Carter was great. Time of possession, even. Patriots played you right up, head up. You weren't better than them. You were this much better than them. Okay. Good teams find ways to win. But don't sit here and tell me that you think you're going to roll through the season this year with performances like that. You played better against Detroit last year. That was terrible. And for all your expectations, especially, you know what? I'm going to actually say this to you. I'm going to give the defense a little bit more runway. Because I think we all realized that that defense needs a little more leeway and runway to get better. Your offense was the worst I've seen since Jalen Hurts' first year starting. 
Okay? I said it yesterday. The score doesn't reflect how well the Patriots played. I told people the Patriots would push us in week one. Anybody with any kind of common sense and understands the game knows that that game was not going to be some 42-14 blowout like you guys thought. Jalen Hurts like two, looked like 2021 Hurts last night. I mean, he's got to read defenses better. If I were to give Jalen Hurts a grade for that game, C minus. At best, the old line, C minus. The wideouts, here are the numbers. Here's Hurts. 22 of 33, 170 touchdown and no picks. Mac Jones, 35 of 54, 316, three touchdowns and a pick. Completely outplayed Hurts. He was the better quarterback on the field yesterday. By far. By far the better quarterback. But by far. And, and some of you are going to go, well, they lost the game still. Yeah, you keep trying to tell me how great Jalen Hurts is in a Super Bowl loss. Try to use the same metric that you use when we're also talking about someone else putting a performance up in a losing effort. Remember, remember, remember to keep it across the board if that's going to be your metric. 11 thinks Jalen got played better than Mac Jones. 22 of 33, 170 versus 35 of 54, 316 and three touchdowns. And you think Kurtz played better. Hey, I missed that super chat with W. Uh, Tone, I want to get this. Give me Tampa Bay flashbacks. You're right, Dan. We look bad. This is our preseason game. It's our last mulligan have to be much better towards Shouldn't have been that close. And by the way, to that point, Wayne, for Nick Sirianni to come out in a press conference and say that he's going to reevaluate how they do exhibition football after the first game is a lame-ass, inexperienced coach who's looking for runway excuses for his team's poor effort. That's a dumb-ass comment. That's a dumb-ass comment. It's an experienced head coach's comment. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to really look at, give me Tampa Bay flashbacks. Belichick had six months to prepare for us. And what, you didn't have the same six months? Nick Sirianni making excuses. It looks like that entire coaching staff from last year makes excuses up for everything. I mean, honestly, we'll have to take a look at, after the first game, When you got pushed around by New England, the first thing out of your face is we're going to have to take a look at how we do exhibition football, maybe getting guys some playing time during the exhibition games. Guy, seriously, you got more issues than exhibition games. You can't cover anybody. You can't cover. Exhibition football wouldn't have helped you. Do you understand something else, too? I want to show you something here, Tone. So every linebacker, am I right when I say this? Every linebacker, let me say this. Every linebacker that you're going to start on Thursday was an undrafted player. Is that correct? 
Is that right? And we're free agents just a few weeks ago. Is that right? (sighs) Mm. Now we can't cover when he was ranting. We can't stop the run. I'm talking about what we saw in the game. I told you you weren't going to be able to cover anyone. You did a really good job of stopping the run. I thought I said that. I said there's not a chance in hell you would be able to cover with those backers or with those safeties. And it played itself out. Hey, you had no answer for their tight ends. And their tight ends are good, but they're not the exceptional guys in the league. You're going to struggle it. You got to remember something on what you saw and how Belichick, by the way, to, to be fair to Bill here, there were times in that game, I saw five deep and five over the top. And there were so many different coverages that I have never seen before. He, he put a game plan together that was unbelievable. I've never seen some of those secondary coverages he had. Jalen looked like a rookie quarterback. Our corners and safeties got killed on slants. Dean was on a milk carton. Guy was like, um, I mean, he, he, he just got turned around too many times. He just got turned around. We need a Hooters affiliate to get it done, Sills. <laughs> um, no. This is not about the eagle sucking. See, look at Arthur. Dean had seven tackles and sucked. Great. He's the next Nicholas tomorrow. Oh, wait. Got to be careful because that guy might start for you. Okay. Dean was terrible. Couple good run fits. Micah goes over reaction on Monday. Really? You guys were telling me 42-10. Yeah, but Jalen can't read defenses. He can't. Tony Romo was pointing that out. We miss CJ and TJ. Absolutely. Did you not hear Tony Romo at least six times in that game? Say the same thing. These guys are wide open. He's predetermined in his throws. How many times did he say that? Six It sounded like Aikman and 21 in the playoff game against Brady. He can't read defenses. Tony Romo was saying how open your guys were. That's not just an opinion. When they were playing it back on the telestrator, you saw it. You saw it. He can't read defenses still. There lies the difference between him and these other guys. They're forced to read defenses. He can't. Jalen was rusty? You guys told me Mac Brown sucked. He completely outplayed Hurts. He completely outplayed him. This is after spotting you 16. You just said you never 
seen any definitive scheme like that. Okay, Sway. Thanks for the chat. Okay. Mac Jones was spectacular, 35 of 54, 316. Jalen sucked. Gainwell, 14 carries. Really? Why are you establishing the worst player in your huddle? 14 of 54. Hertz was your second leading rusher, nine. I thought it'd be higher. AJ and Devontae, you're not going to win games this year with just those two catching footballs and got it with no catches. And Swift was a non-factor. Why'd you trade for him? Penny's not active. Swift. So you start, you had Gainwell and you had Gainwell active. He's the lesser player than anybody you have in that huddle. Think about that. Why in the world are you establishing the worst player? Shit, the two guys actually that were getting plays should have been the two guys that never get plays. Quez Watkins and Gainwell were targeted. Death Row, I was scratching my head on the Swift stuff. Why in the world would you go and make a trade for DeAndre Swift? When you just decide to not use them. What's the point of that shit? I don't get it. I mean, I don't get it. Now, here. Zeke at seven carries, 29 yards. Stevenson, 12 carries for 25. Eagles did a really good job. Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter and Fletcher did a real, and Milton Williams all did a really nice job stopping the run. Um, Stevenson, six carries, 64. The kid Byrne had 64 and two. Mac, Mac Jones targeted nine guys. I think Jalen targeted five, four. I mean, I'm going to give Reddick a pass because of the hand injury. Okay, you can't, hey, here, here's, here's the ultimate underlining takeaway from that game. You have to fix your pass coverage defense. It's absolutely terrible. And with Bradbury being out, I don't know how you fix it in two days. It's week one. Going to use Swift, relax. Hey, Mello, so you're missing now your mic in your corner. And after that performance, you have two days to turn it around. You think you're going to? Do you guys think you're going to turn it around, your pass defense, in two days? Do you? By making a phone call and calling some guy who hasn't played all year. Who, who's taking Bradbury's place? Who's taking Bradbury? You don't have a very good defense right now. They, they, they dominated you in the past game. You couldn't cover anybody. Can you imagine when you got to play Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes again? He'll have 400 yards on you. And by the way, do you have to play Tua 
and the Dolphins this year? Is Tua and the Dolphins on that schedule this year? Tua might throw for 550 yards in that game. He threw for 466 versus Derwin James's crew. Dude, you will never defend Tyree Kill with that bunch. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. That, that was a shootout. Okay? You got a chance in hell. You can cover the Dolphins with that group. Let's not make excuses sounding like the Cowboys or the Cowgirls. Hey, listen, that's the greatest thing about you guys and this team. They know everything I'm saying and what happened. They know it. But what some of you don't understand is that now you have to make adjustments. And some of the things, hey, am I right when I say this? The money areas of the football team that the Eagles do not believe in investing in have come back to haunt them. Linebacker, running back, and safety. It's come back to haunt you in one week. You can't establish a running game without Hurts being involved in it. You can't cover a soul at linebacker. You can't stay healthy at linebacker. And your safeties. I mean, Reed Blankenship, he made a few plays, but he was terrible. 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 You want to know how to play Mike Linebacker? You watch that guy in San Francisco. You watch how he gets up and down the line of scrimmage. That dude's a ball hawk. You're right. Adjustments must be made. Week one exposed one too many issues with the Eagles. And by the way, do I believe that the Eagles will be better at offense against the Vikings on Thursday? I don't know. You predict, you're, you're becoming very predictable offensively because now it's known Jalen can't read downfield coverages and he throws to predetermined spots. Okay, now that that's out there, the Eagles have to adjust to that. How do you adjust to that? Man, just throw a dump pass to Goddard. You have one of the most dominant tight ends in the league, and you don't use him, but you use Kenny Gainwell more. Why? Why do you think it was important to establish Gainwell and not get Goddard going at all? I'd like to have seen if the linebackers in New England could have covered Goddard. We never even threatened that. That's play calling. That's actually play calling. Okay? Why didn't why didn't we use some mismatches here? Okay? Why didn't we use some mismatches? Okay? I mean, so look 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 at some of the fundamental personnel decisions and some of the target assignments. 
Here's what I don't get. You 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 gave the you you put the ball in the hands more of Kenneth Gainwell than Dallas Goddard. And I think Goddard could have been a mismatch running up the seam. You couldn't establish a run game to save your lives unless it was Hurts on third down again. Jalen was more effective running the ball. He was terrible throwing it. That's my biggest gripe with the play calling. Gainwell should never be the focal point. Not saying he shouldn't be involved in it, but to have him as the lead guy? Point of the Eagles offense, no way Goddard should have less touches than a running back. He had one target. One target, no catches. Belichick just made a game plan out there against us. Were we not prepared for that? Were you not prepared for that? You had six months to prepare for Belichick. You beat him at 17. He can be had. You weren't prepared. That's because your coaching staff's not as good. That's, that's exactly what happened. Your coaching staff, once again, ass-kicked, spanked. It was so poor. You can't even line up right on special teams. You're burning timeouts. Now, why is this significant? Well, when you're playing the Cowboys for the division title or maybe home field advantage, some of these games are going to matter if you drop one. Not versus one of the worst. The Patriots are one of the worst teams in the AFC. And you played them like they were the best team in the AFC East. One target to Dallas Goddard. 14 carries and I don't know how many catches for Gainwell. What, what, how is that guy handling the football more? Brian Johnson will have to answer for that one. Nick Sirianni, the dumbass comments sometimes. Well, I'll have to look at what we do in the exhibition. Exhibition season has nothing to do with Thursday night football. And has nothing to do with what we did on Sunday. That's for off-season shit to talk about. Because if you talk about it during... You know what Andy Reid said after they got beat by the Lions on Thursday? This is all on me. No excuses. Yell goes, did the Eagles lose? You lost your mic and you lost your corner. That's not the point here. I logged on just in time to, to say this. Our right guard made it uncomfortable for Hurts in the run game. It showed it needs to be fixed. Unacceptable. Lucius, thank you. I meant for the rest of the league to use us against us. Not sure what that means. Okay. Yes, you won the most important thing. Good teams. It, you're, you're lucky you had the better talent. Because if you were even talent, you'd have got blown out. You'd have got blown out. But then again, aren't you guys used to being the team with the better roster and losing or playing close games now? How do you think the last two football games have gone for you? Gee, you had better talent in the Super Bowl. 
Now you got lesser talent. Every single thing I said about your holes in your defense, especially now I'll say this. I'll say this. It was very encouraging on the DT play. No excuses either on the guys who were in there for New England. That was well done. But once again, the heart of your defense is soft. Those zone coverage, dude, those those tight ends made your linebackers and safeties look poor. Hertz was terrible. How come no one says that? You're afraid? Joe Burrow sucked out loud. The, hey, when you make 51 or $55 million, you're going to get killed if you play like Joe Burrow or Jalen. You're going to get killed. Okay? Because more is expected of you. What'd you think? Because you get the big money, you don't get the big heat or the big accolades? Joe Burrow was terrible. Absolutely brutal. Okay? Brutal. Brock Purdy was great. Hey, by the way, I got to say this to you about Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Smith, I don't know. Probably Devontae. But I'll tell you what, that guy's coming along here. Holy shit. He may actually be San Francisco's best wideout. That kid is good. Thank you, Trevor. That kid is good. That Brandon Ayuk, holy shit, is he coming up? They got some formidable offensive. Christian McCaffrey was just off the charts great. That 49er defense, I don't give a shit what the media is saying about the Cowboy defense. Man, they are good. And they bring the wood. All the quarterbacks that got paid look like a mess. Agree with you. Niners, that kid. Hey, by the way, Niners may be jamming it back in everyone's face in Philly because I'm going to tell you this. Brock Purdy looked like him. That was pretty good, man. Against a Mike Tomlin scheme defense. Mike Tomlin is not quite Belichick, but there's a reason that guy hasn't lost games. And lost more games than one games um, in 17 years because that guy knows how to put a defense together. And the 49ers shredded them. He looked good. Debo looked good. O-line looked good. The whole thing. And Purdy got hit. Okay? Oh, I hey, I watch all the games. I got a couple screens that I watch the games on. Not just the Eagle game. Okay? Absolutely. Hardgrave looked good in a unit that looked spectacular. Tug of Viola was special. We're going to talk about all those games at the top of the hour. We'll look at week one and the NFC East. 
Look, look, look at Dami. Dami goes, it's week one. No, it's not. You know what people and how dumb that comment is by Dami? You know, you, know, you know how dumb that is? It's not one game. It's six months of preparing. It's six months. You had six months to look like that. And that's what you put out. You had six months. Roster building, OTAs, mini camps, preparing for that game for 60 minutes. Six months you were preparing. It's not one game. Six months. And your pass defense, embarrassing. Hey, by the way, what excuses are you going to give Nick Sirianni for not addressing his special teams? What excuses are you going to do for that? It's a prime example of showing you how he has very little say in the coaching decisions on that team. Because any guy in his right mind would know it's been two years of a shit show on that unit, and it's never been addressed. Any coach with his worth of salt would have addressed that 30 games ago. 30 games ago, you would have addressed it. I think you can't even line up right. You can't even get your own personnel on the field. What was it, two timeouts because you couldn't get everybody out there? I mean, in a game that you might need, burning timeouts because you can't get your personnel out there? And by the way, you had six months for that too. You know, there's certain guys on the football team that know her job. I'm on punt team. I'm on kickoff return and extra point block. And those are why you're on the roster. For you not to be out there, you should fire every guy involved in that. That's the worst six-month prep for a game of all time. I mean, congratulations on your Hurricanes winning. Thank you. Very impressive win. Safeties and linebackers aren't good enough to play zone. Absolutely. Um, Yes, it was a great win. It was a great win for the Hurricanes. Beating Dumbo Fisher is awesome. Anytime you can do that, now you set your season up. Very excited about it. I'm not excited to see people like Michael Irvin and Warren Sapp wearing Colorado Buffalo gear um, in Boulder, you know, when we could have used you in South Florida, but hey, that's for another day. Devin, thank you so much. Mark, hey, Marcus brings a great point up. You think I'm um, making too much of this? Of what I saw. I mean, what did you want me to do here? Tell you'd be okay and you guys played great? Once again, you'd rather be lied to. The Kobe Dean is not the answer at Mike Linebacker, and I knew it. He never will be. Every dominant defense in NFL history has a stud at linebacker. There's a reason why the Eagles defense hasn't had one. Yeah, because they don't believe in paying for it. 
Nicobe Dean's not good enough or physical enough to play Mike linebacker. He might be to place uh, Sam and Will. Can this be fixed? Great question. Great question. Now that we know what happened, this is what you need to do. Um, you're missing Bradbury now. Love hurts, but he played like dog shit. He did. I guarantee you he's being hard on himself. I agree. Why can't fans do the same? Hey, because fans, you know, they don't want to be wrong. This is not about being wrong. This is not about you. It's not about me. It's about players playing great or not playing great. You see, that's what you guys try to make this shit. And that's what people mostly try to do when I go and do my takes is that you think this is about me. This is about what I saw. Okay? This is about what I saw. And if you didn't see the same shit, I I can't help you. I don't argue with that. Okay? I don't argue with that. It's like arguing who won elections. It's dumb. Waste of time. It's, it's the dumb. Those are dumb conversations. We need to make a move for Jeremy Chin, in my opinion. Hey, Big Marshall, making a move now going into the second game on Thursday. Holy cow. Wow. Buccaneers aren't going to do a Devin White deal now. They went up to Minnesota and upset the Vikings. Okay? Spin, appreciate you coming aboard, okay? Here's the deal here. What can be done? I love that, Devin. I think you got to start thinking like how Belichick thought. Okay? I think you're going to have to play some ugly football here for a bit until that defense comes around. Bill put up a blueprint for the league and made Jalen see the game one-dimensional. Couldn't be more true. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. He can't read defenses. It was exposed again. He just can't read defenses. Guys were open. If Jalen Hurts had hit all them open guys, he probably would have thrown for 350 yards. Wide open. Now, again, to be fair to Jalen, going against Belichick is a different thing. Dude, he has boutique design coverages that he makes every day. He's the Andy here. I think this is probably going to be more to the point for you. I'm awake. Are you really, Sills? Well, Tony Romo was even saying it. There were six wide open guys. Of course, you didn't see it, though, right? Bill Belichick is the Andy Reid of defensive coaches. He's going to come up with plays you've never seen before. Okay? Fans have wrapped up. Fans have wrapped up their own identities with their favorite team. When you're critical of the team, they take it as a personal attack. Some aspects, I'm cool with it. But at the end of the day, Belichick is a tough guy to go against. But you guys thought you had the coaches and all this other shit. (laughs) You you know what made that game so, like, incredible? You know the most incredible? Can I tell you, hey, Tony, 
Do you know what made that game so incredible? The Patriots had that game to win. And they're the lesser team. And I heard D. Gunn go like this. Well, the Patriots gave that game to the better team. Jesus, I thought they made opportunities because they know they were completely outmatched in talent and everything else across the board, and they gave them a chance to win at least. Funny, Romo couldn't hit the couldn't hit the open, so hey man, you must have not saw what he saw and everyone else in the country then. I saw Jalen Hurts dropping back to pass in the pocket too many times. That's not his skill set. We need to be more heavy mixed with RPO. Um, yeah. Wide open. There, there's no question. Bill had a, but Bill, didn't you know that? Hey, I thought Patricia was going to be an advantage. D- didn't he tell them that this guy's going to come up with everything on the planet? Holy shit. I mean, did you really? So you confused the NFC champion runner-up MVP to a point so bad that he looked like he didn't belong in that game. That's how good a job Bill did? And see, once again, I don't look at it like, hey, the well, the Patriots lost opportunities. I think the Patriots gave themselves opportunities. There's nowhere on that football field, except in coaching, where they had the advantage. Nowhere. Maybe running backs. That's it. You had the advantage everywhere. And yet they took that and made opportunities so that anytime you're a coach with the lesser team and you have the ball in your hands to win a game, that's all you're asking for. That's all you're asking for. And they were the lesser team. Boy, you guys can't, you guys don't play very good against lesser talented teams. You just don't. All diagnostics aside, it sure is fun watching week one. <laughs> yes, was. We're going to look at that here in a minute here. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. I don't understand the negative words. The defense, they are the reason we won. Your defense was terrible. Your defense was terrible. You played down to a team. You really are going to look at that game and go, wow, we really played great against a team that might win six or seven games. The Eagles winning firmly last year was time of possession. They will be hard-pressed to win another. Hey, can you put that $10 super chat up there for me, please, Tone? Okay. Um, By the way, I I thought Slay played okay. I didn't think Bradbury played very well. Okay, I did not think that he played well. I thought he got turned around a couple of times before he ended up getting hurt in that game. So, hey, Tone, can you put up that $10 super chat? I want to get the end of it. For me, um, Eagles winning firmly last year was time of possession. They will be hard-pressed to win another game this year. If top is not 35 minutes, you got to keep them away. 
D's inferior. They're going to win games. And good teams win games like that, relative. I mean, and look, how I started the program, I started the program out by saying, anything I say, did I not start the show out with this? Anything I say, all has to come back to the fact he got out of New England with a win. I think you may have to play some ugly football Thursday night. You may have to play some ugly ball because you're not good enough on defense right now to stop anybody. And I think that kid Addison and Justin Jefferson are going to have huge nights. Huge, huge nights. How he needs to stop overthinking linebacking. By the way, that number was seven. I hope people jumped on that number. Because without Dean and now without Bradbury Thursday night. And yet Juju had 38 yards. And Dallas Goddard had no catches and one target. And you gave that ball more to Kenneth Gainwell. Um, hey, 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 Zeus. Juju Smith-Schuster's got a Super Bowl ring. You got an NFC title ring. Congratulations. Who's laughing? Him or you? Who's laughing? Him or you? Just curious. He he looks at the Super Bowl ring. He you you get the silver medal. You get the participation trophy. Eagles are not a joke this year. But I told you this was going to take a little bit more cooking. Okay? Green goes, they have a ring too. Um, Judas Smith-Schuster has a ring. Darius Slade is not. I'm not, Kanye goes, I'm reaching. What did I say where I'm reaching? That you couldn't cover. You, you kept it. We're going to take a look at week one of the NFL. Um, by the way, when we come back out of the timeout, we're going to announce our winners too. To the Hooters gift certificates, we can't wait. Tomorrow, we're going to start it all up again for you guys that win merchandise and an opportunity at some certificates. But don't forget, this is the 40th anniversary, and I heard that the seven locations were absolutely off the charts this past week of football. College and pro, it was absolutely awesome. Official home of all Eagle fans, man. It's the 40th anniversary. A lot of people went to Hooters2Go.com, also brought the food home. You guys get a chance this coming week, man. Try some of the sensational 40th year anniversary traditions. Like on Tuesdays, you buy 10 wings, you get 10 boneless. Wing Wednesdays, man, 1983, that's the year that the place was founded. You get an opportunity at going in and enjoying what I say to everybody is one of the best of all time. NortheastTutors.com. NortheastTutors.com. Absolutely where you want to go to find one of those seven locations. We're going to be in town soon, too. At the King of Prussia location. And when you go into any one of the Hooters, do me a favor, tell them Big Sill sent you.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Fox 29 Philadelphia will join us at the bottom of the hour at 4.30 Eastern. Get his takeaways. You don't have a guy on your football team that can cover TJ Hawkinson. You don't have a guy on your team. Who? This will be funny. You, you want to show, you want to see what delusional, what a definition of delusional is? You couldn't cover the New England Patriots tight ends. Who on your football team in Philadelphia can cover TJ Hawkinson? Let me know. Who? Who can cover him? Who do you have? You said Jalen can't read defenses. That is reaching. No, I'm not the only guy. It was on display. Did you not see the wide open guys all over the field? Dude, Jim Swartz was the reason that Joe Burrow got knocked around. And they couldn't get an established running game going. He can't run. He has to throw the ball. Jalen can't read defenses. Tony Romo said it exactly. These are predetermined calls where he's throwing the ball. You become predictable when you do that. That is a fact. You don't like it? Then you're not watching the game I saw. Who covers... TJ Hawkinson on Thursday night. Who covers? Hey, hey, Batman, how many missed open wide receivers do you think Jalen Hurts had in that game? Six? That's what Romo said. And the CBS commentators. Wide open guys running. He missed Goddard running down the scene for a touchdown. 
wide open. He went underneath. It's a predetermined throw. All you had to do was watch the game. You're making stuff up. Even a guy who's paid $25 million pointed it out. Stop. No, you guys would rather blame Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson did not call a good game. But Jalen Hurts sucked worse. Facts. With that being said, What coordinator struggled the most? Sean Desai? Or Brian Johnson? Oh, by the way, let me get this out there. Our Hooters winners. Congratulations to Wayne Miller from Florida and Christopher Arters from PA. You guys have won our first installment of our of our gift certificates and merchandise. And they'll be mailed at you, I think Tone told me last week, between 7 and 14 days. So we'll start it all up tomorrow. So congratulations to our inaugural winners with our good friends at Hooters. Thank you guys so much for being part of that. Um, what coordinator, to reset, struggled the most? I wouldn't hesitate to bring one of my tight ends to cover him. This is not high school football. Green goes, actually, it was both. Um, Desai, I, I think, put the players in the right position, but they just got beat. I think that's true, too. Sariani must be calling plays again. OC struggled more. Johnson Desai did okay. Pats always had short field. Not at the first part of that game. That's not true. Patriots are starting in world worst field position. That's that's not true, man. Congratulations again to our Hooters winners there. Thank you, guys. It was both. I'll say this to you about the coordinators. Here, let's do this because I haven't really hit on them. Um, Let's do Brian Johnson. Here's where I have an issue. With, with, with what Johnson and, again, the collective offensive coaches did. The establishing of Kenneth Gainwell, the non-targeting or having in the game plan. By the way, don't you think that that's not a little bit of not being able to read defenses when you can't spot all your open weapons? Play calling sucked. Weather sucked. The second one's not an excuse. Tough place to win. That's true. But we got to win. Did I win Hooters? I missed it. Absolutely not, Maniac. <laughs> you're, you're disqualified. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Brian Johnson? The, it was the poor play, too. Players' accountability. They suck, too. The whole offensive line. Lane Johnson, Jordan Mulata was a train wreck. That kid, what's his name? Keon White from Georgia Tech. He ate his ass the entire day. He was killing him. He couldn't, he couldn't block him. Okay? He could not block him. Um, absolutely. 
completely, completely, man. He owned him. And that kid Junior can play. Um, I, I thought personally the defensive tackles, I mean, they held you under, hey, the second best rushing attack, they held him under 100. In my opinion, that's a win. Because the Eagles can never get a running game established. Can you imagine that, a football game? When's the last time you heard this, the Eagles couldn't establish a running game? The New England Patriots did it. As a matter of fact, it's probably the worst I've seen the, the uh, Eagle O-line play in 38 games. And, and, and the assignments. Lane, Lane Johnson blocked down, then realized it was a different play call, and the kid came in and hit, got a sack on Hurts. Mr. Simons, all up and down the line. Mr. Simons by Milata. I saw Landon Dickerson block the wrong guy once. They were running T2 stunts in the middle in there, and he blocked the wrong guy. Guy came free right up the middle. They did a great job of setting the edge, too, I thought, did New England, and not allowing those running games. And you know what? You know what is also predictable with the Patriots? When formation goes one way, Hurts likes to come back to the weak side. They were ready for that play. And if you, that was a big play for them last year, the Eagles. You know, they'd go one side with overstrength, and they would, they would have either two tights or they'd bring a guy down into the slot, and they would run the ball this way, and Hurts on the handoff would keep it and go backside and go to the weak side. Patriots were expecting that. They stopped that play. That was a big successful play that they had a year ago. Hurts running out. How many times did you see Hurts looking for safety? Now, by the way, are they telling him to slide like that? Because it looks like it's really precautionary. Are they telling him to do that? Because he didn't run like that last year. Maybe an observation. May, I don't know. He just looked like, like they, it looked like they told him to get down. Okay? I mean, last year he ran with reckless abandon. Maybe that's, again, self-preservation. Okay, um, and, and again, maybe it was just two, a couple of bad slides. So, I, I mean, I don't want to make more of it, but it just, I saw him getting down early, and I'm like, are they telling him to do that? Okay. So, again, so Brian Johnson, yeah, I mean, like, right, Dustin? I mean, instead of, like, trying to get the extra yards, he he, he got down early. Now, again, are they, if they're telling him to do that, okay, because I want him to play the next play too, okay? So, and by the way, you don't get quarterback safety when you take off running like that, okay? You get it when you were in the pass and you're scrambling on from a pass play. So those guys have a right to take him out there doing that because he's a running back. That's probably why they told him to slide. So, hey, Barr probably, because it was wet, and they didn't want any kind of um, turnover. We'll see what happens Thursday night. Let's just keep an eye, because I hope the Patriot, or I hope the Eagle coaches aren't telling him to do that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I just, again, this is a small observation in the game there. Look, Brian Johnson, his first game, is only going to go down because the expectations were so high. 
and everyone thought you guys were going to score. I didn't. I thought you'd score 27. You guys scored 25. I picked the game 27 to 20. And I said New England was going to make it a fourth quarter game. And they did. They actually made it a last possession game. And I think they have to reevaluate who they want to get going in those games and get back to being a little bit. Hey, they missed Miles Sanders. They missed Miles Sanders. They they missed Miles Sanders, TJ Edwards, and CJ Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson was spectacular Thursday night. Okay, he, he was really good Thursday night. Okay? So, to me, if I were to give Brian Johnson a grade, C minus, I think the whole thing was a C minus. Okay? Now for Sean Desai, he gets more runway with me. He's got a lot more work to do. I told you guys, the holes on your football team were enormous. In a lesser football team, look, you've played against two lesser teams in the last two games. One beat you, you came out of it because it was the Patriots who have the worst roster in the AFC East. Okay? C minus. You know, Cognac, the reason I'm not giving it a D is because they made plays when they had the late. And they made plays when they had to get the win. So they made plays. JM thinks that the Patriots aren't a lesser team than the um, Eagles. He thinks they're as good. Is that what you're saying? Do you think Brian Johnson needs a few games to get comfortable? It's a good one, Devin. Um, hey, it's funny. JM last week was telling me when I said that um, the Patriots had a better defense than you. He told me I was full of shit. You'd like to have that one back? Um, and I said they had better tight ends than you have. Linebackers. Want to take that one back too? You want to take back also, I said you couldn't cover anybody and Dean sucks. And he won't last a year. Shit, he didn't even last game one. Dude, I'm not wishing anything on anybody. But he's a schwimp. I told you that. There's a. Why do you think that Kobe Dean went in the third round? Can you tell me? By the way, Tone, everyone, and and Batman, he was awful. Pass defense, they targeted him. Those tight ends made him look like he was playing junior football. Here, you've never heard me say this. This kid doesn't have talent. Here's what it is, though. The reason he went in the third round is because NFL personnel believed he couldn't hold up to the pounding of the league. Always hurt. Not big enough. 
it's playing out that way. No, it's not ability. It's availability. And and here, to be fair to Nakobe, you asked him to do too much. You you put so much on that young player's plate that it was an unattainable amount of pressure you placed on this kid asking him to be the quarterback of your defense to replace 160 tackles to go against a Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien offense and to think that he was going to cover the loss of TJ Edwards is absurd. Jordan Davis was solid, played good. I thought he was better than solid. I thought he was better than solid. I'll say this again. I think they really did a fine job. Brian goes, you acting like he died. Now I'm acting like he can't play. You call it died? I say maybe his career died. That guy's not a Mike linebacker. Okay? Hey, 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 uh, Tone, Brian said that I called him a bust. Did I ever call him that, Tone? Did I ever call Nicobe Dean a bust? Or did I say this, like that one guy did a couple weeks ago? I want to know why the Eagles feel so comfortable in him. Tone, who produces every show, you never said that. I've never said that he's a bust in my entire life. So you're lying too. I want to know why the Eagles felt so comfortable because when I watched him play, he was awful. He was awful. Okay? I don't understand the Dean hate. It's not Dean hate. What, what, why do you think that I hate Nicobe Dean? I don't know him from a can of paint. I don't know him from this channel changer. From this pen. Why would I hate him? I've never met the kid. I've never spoken to the kid. What does hate have to do with anything on how shitty he played? What What's that have to do with anything? Eagle sign, Rashawn Evans. Okay. I hope he's good. I hope he's good. Sills, I would respect that Jalen can't read a defense comment from someone who doesn't know football, but not you. The best defensive coordinator possible. There's some of that. There's some of that. There were were certain... But did you not even hear Romo saying there was at least six passes? That he just didn't see. Did you guys miss the game? Did you miss the game? Hey, watch this. The most, one of the biggest Jalen Hurts, one of the biggest Jalen Hurts fans. Even Tone. I don't know. Maybe I'm not going to speak for him. 
Um, but I mean, how many times did you see in the game that he missed passes that he had already predetermined where he was going with the ball? Hurts missed some passes he would have made last season. Not sure what he was seeing out there. Well, let me say this to you guys. I'm going to bring Gary Cobb here in a minute. But there were six passes in there, and even Romo said it, where Jalen Hurts struggled on reading defenses. He struggled. And by the way, the Kobe Dean was terrible in covering those tight ends. The entire secondary is going to struggle covering tight ends. And now potentially you're losing Bradbury with uh, concussion protocol and Dean's out. And now you got to sign guys off the street and you got to play Addison and you got to play Justin Jefferson. There were, there were some good things in there, but I'll tell you this. The worst team in the AFC East had the ball in their hands with two minutes left in the game and had a shot to win it. That's not a way you want to kick off your season. Let's kick our season off here with Gary Cobb here. Gary, you know, I don't want to set the table up too much here for you, but, um, you know, I said 27-20, 25-20. I mean, <laughs> were you surprised? Uh, I was surprised. I mean, I you know, I, I, I've, I've known, uh, you know, the, the doings of Belichick long enough to where – you know, he's going to change some things up. He's going to mix it up a little bit where uh, he's going to show you some different coverages. Uh, he will do all type of things like, you know, a, a corner blitzing. You know, he, he's going to change things up. And that's what he did. And really, they struggled with it. I mean, uh, I know he had uh, numerous times where he got five guys underneath, figuring they're going to try those short throws underneath and uh, making Jalen be patient and wait, and he, he really struggled. And uh, I didn't think it was just him, but it just seemed like, you know, offensively, they, they never made the adjustment. You know, you, you see what they're doing. You go on the sideline. You talk about, okay, and then you, you make the adjustments. And I, I didn't see that they, that they were really able to make the adjustments, and that's what is um, problematic, you know, because – you know, there's sometimes you're going to go out and somebody's going to show you something, but, you know, you want to see the adjustments. And they really weren't able – they didn't make the adjustments properly. And and it seemed like the New England had them messed up the the entire day where, they, you know, he wasn't sure about where he was going. And so he's just making sure he's taking care of the ball. And then, you know, so many times he's just pulling it down or he's throwing it away. Uh, it seemed like a lot of that. and. Uh, that's not, you know, the, the look of a quality offense. No, it was no, and 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 Gary, explain this one to me. Mm-hmm. How do you establish Kenneth Gainwell and not Goddard? And you come out in the first series, and he's not going to beat New England. He's not going to win you games. Yeah, he's the lesser guy in your huddle of all that talent. You establish that. I mean. And you draft or you trade for Swift and you don't throw the ball to God at all. One target in the entire game. I mean, yeah. were you disappointed with Brian Johnson and the game plan? 
Uh, I would have to say without a doubt, you know, um, you know, I, I thought that they might struggle early on because they figured, you know, Belichick, he's going to show you something that absolutely. He hadn't shown. So he shows you he's basically playing games underneath, which taking away those short throws. You got to stay with it. If you're going to throw a corner or something deeper, you're going to have to hold the ball longer because he's taking away the short stuff. That's really what they came in. They said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to give them any of that short stuff. And most of the time, he, you know, uh, Jalen gave up on that play. He would not stay with it, stay there in the pocket, give the guy a chance to run a deeper route. And, and and make some throws. Now he made. Jerry, some- didn't you think they became predictable? Even Roma was saying it. He goes, mm-hmm. there was like six wide open guys, and he was predetermining where they were going with the ball. Yeah. And it makes you look like you can't read defenses when you're doing that. That's right. And and uh, obviously, you know what it's going to do is, you know, uh, other people are going to look at the film and they're going to see this again. You know, they're going to see that. And and what they were doing was. You know, really, um, you had, had a lot of times where they have might have four guys going across the field. Take away all of the short stuff. you got to hold the ball. You're going to have to sit there in the pocket, and you're going to have to believe, you know, you're going to be able to get that pass uh, protection, and you're going to have to wait for these guys to open up, uh, let's say, on a you know 25-yard corner or something, whatever they're running. It's going to take longer for the route to develop, and you're going to have to throw the ball to those guys because we're not giving you – this short stuff, so you can just nickel and dime all the way down the field. And so that's what they did, and he he struggled with it. The team struggled with it. It just didn't seem like they got into a flow where they decided on what they're going to do. Now, on the other hand, you look at New England. New England was taking those deep deeper routes. Uh, they really took advantage of the linebackers who were biting up and our safety. linebackers. You know, they ran the routes against the linebackers. Whether it was man-to-man or zone, they ran routes against our linebackers. And we weren't able to do that against uh, New England for the most part. I thought they turned around the linebackers, especially Dean, numerous times. In yeah, there. I mean, and they, they really, I mean, uh, both of them. Um, we're not very good. We're not very good at all. And, I mean, I saw it when they were out there uh, during training camp. You see, well... <laughs> They better make these adjustments. And you got to be talking. You got to talk. You know, and if you're not talking with each other and communicating, you know, they're going to run combination routes against the backers because they know that from an athletic standpoint, they, they got somewhat of an advantage if they send the, the wide receivers in there. These guys are, for the most part, quicker than these linebackers. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Gary, here, here's something else that really kind of... So, for two years I've been saying this to you, and you and I have been going back and forth on this here. I mean, it's one thing to have a special teams unit that's not the best. It's another thing when you're burning through timeouts because you can't get your personnel. I mean, Bill Belichick and his coaching staff, mm. that was the lesser football team, and they ran rings and circles around the Eagle coaching staff. I mean, you're calling timeouts, Gary, just yeah. to get proper personnel on the field for your special teams, and the amount of field position you gave Come up, on. terrible. Come on. You you know you if if you gotta you gotta treat guys on the sideline like they're high school players then that's what you do. Hey, get that special get the punt team line up right over here. I want all you guys who got on a punt team get right over here. You know if that's what you gotta do, because you can't be you can't be costing the team timeouts and and, and looking like a bush league team, you know doing that kind of stuff. You know because guys gotta know what teams they're on, and. If they're not, you know, you're going to find those guys. You're not, you're not putting up with that, you know, because that's not professional football. I mean, Man, it's not. And, you know, something else, a hobby. About, something else about Sirianni that I didn't like at the press conference. So he, he's he, got to take responsibility. He's an offensive coach. He's listening in there. He should have a hand in those adjustments that have got to be made. Absolutely. And, and make an adjustment. But, but Gary, here's – and he goes like this. Out of nowhere, and I thought it was misplaced. Well, we may have to take a look at how we look at preseason football if we're going to play our guys in the X. And I'm like, man, you got a game two days from now, dude. Where are we going with that? Yeah, come on. Wow, that doesn't even make sense. You address that shit in the offseason. That's right. Not for Minnesota week. That's right. I mean, and you know, um, you know, it's, I mean, to be thinking like that, man, we, you know, you, because you don't have a whole lot of time. You know, in fact, a lot of times when they come in there and they're um, after a game like that, they're already thinking about that next team right now. And they almost start talking about them because they don't have very much time. You know, you just it's going to be bang, bang. And then the fact that Minnesota lost, you know how important this game is to Minnesota. This is Can't start out on two. Come on. This is an important game to them. So, you know, you're going to get their best. So, uh, you know, they got their work cut out for them. Absolutely. I'll tell you, here's a positive. I thought Jordan Davis, um, I thought he showed up. I thought yeah, he I thought played he did well. Too. Yeah, he they did. stopped the run. Yep. And I'll say this, in first comment on Jordan, but, hey, Jalen Carter, I think he's everything that we, we thought he was going to be. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a superstar in his first game yeah. as an NFL player. But talk about those two guys and how well, good they Well, you know, played. I, I really like what I saw out of Jordan. Yeah. Man. You know, and you know yeah. what? You know, the best thing for a guy is good old competition. Yep. Come on. He, you know, he hears people talking about him all the time. You don't think he goes home and says, man, you know, I mean, I love my man, but I'm tired of hearing about him all the time. I want them to say something about me. Well, you know what? When you play like that, they're going to continue to say things about him. And I saw him 
using his power on people and he's, he's, he's active and you can see that, that he's a lot more active and that when he's in there, you know, he, he's got a lot more stamina. So he's going to be able to work. And, and um, they really got quick. a good rotation. Quick as hell, huh? The yeah. way he gets up the field. and That's right. The way he gets into the secondary there. But were you not surprised that the Patriots D-line pretty much dominated the Eagle O-line? I mean, I know they're good. That's a, They finished eighth in defense last year, the Patriots. Yeah. And I know it's a good group, but – both tackles struggled. Lane Johnson and Malata, yeah. that kid White and Judon, those guys gave the Eagles all they wanted to handle in that game. Yes, they did, and uh, that that was uh, that was that was really disappointing in a way. Um, but you know, hey, hey, this this is the big boys. You know, you you, uh, you got to show up to play every week, and if anything, I think that's going to help these guys. Going to give them motivation, but. You know, most definitely they they um they got all they could handle from New England, and you know uh, there weren't guys running through big holes and uh, and um you know the, the kind of domination that you expected to see from the Eagles' offensive line. They they got to play better, and they know they got to play better play better than they did. So uh, that whole offense, you know, uh, Jalen and that whole group, they got they got to play better. How about this? How concerned are you now that a guy you hey? Whether you like Dean or not, you prepared for him to be your mic. I know. He's not in there, and Bradbury looks like and concussion protocol is not going to be there for Thursday. Um, how do you feel about them taking on, you know, Kirk Cousins and uh I, I don't feel Justin good about Jefferson this. and uh Jordan Addison. I don't I don't feel good about it at all. You know, um and, and all the games they played with the linebacker situation and everything. You know, uh, why they didn't, you know, were you going to make sure you have enough guys in here? You go to the season, when you go in the season, you got like four linebackers. And, I mean, I, I don't know about all the, the, the all that, uh, you know, stuff, because really I thought that uh, they might come out and force the Eagles to put two or three, or, I mean, three or four linebackers, at least three linebackers on the field by going two and three tight end, you know. Uh, but um they're going to need linebackers. And so Dean is out. And now you're sitting there, and I don't know I don't know where they're going to get the guys from. No, I they mean, signed this kid Evans, who was, I believe, in Tennessee last year. Okay. Um, Rashad Evans, they just signed him. But you're, another, you're talking about another guy off the street. I know. And, and you, know, you know, Gary, I don't want to do overreaction Monday, but I'll say this. It's not so much overreaction Monday and everyone goes, it's one game. I'm like, no, you had six months to prepare for 60 minutes of football. Yeah. And that's what it came out to. So you could say all you want coming from a, a fan sitting in the seats, but you and I know, well, what the hell did you go to OTAs for? What the hell were you doing all your training for? Right. To put a performance like that up there. I mean, all the things you and I said, they're weak up the middle, linebacker covering, and also yep. in the secondary covering, it sh it reared its head. I mean, yes. are you concerned going into Tuesday still with this, or do you think these guys have enough leadership in that locker room to right the ship here? Or is this I, I, is this I'm deeper, concerned. Gary? Gary, is this deeper than with personnel issues that they have? Well, you know, I think that the uh, I don't think it's necessarily deeper than personnel issues, but I think that they clearly have personnel issues. I mean. You know, I look at uh, Nicobe Dean and Zach Cunningham and, you know, how many plays did they make? 
they you know they're throwing they're making they're running plays right at them you know uh, a lot of the pass plays and it's you know and, and most of the time you know it's not like uh Mac Jones had a lot of time to throw it's one two three the ball the guy's open boom you're just taking it now you you can't just let somebody do that and they know they're basically spreading the wide receivers out and run routes against the backers that's that's all they had to do and that's what they were able to do. And I don't see why wouldn't they do that again this week? You know. Oh no, got- I, I I think what Belichick and Andy Reid did the last two games. Yeah. I think what they did was knowing that that weak middle zone that they have in that defense. Gary, you and I see. I know you're sitting there watching it going, <clears throat> "Look at the zone. It's wide open. It's, it's look wide at open. The zone. It's wide open." And, and they're basically just keying them. Uh, and, you know, they came up, they tried to come up on stuff. They just throw the ball right behind them, tight end, running a crossing route right behind them, boom, wide open. And so you, you're asking the safety come up there. So basically you're running these routes on the linebackers and the safeties. That's who you're going after. And uh, they were able to do that. They, um, they, they they scored a touchdown running a route against, you know, the safeties. I mean, it's, it, it's something they're going to have to clean up because they're going to see that again. They're going to see it this week. And then Two they'll last see it questions here. Two mm-hmm. last questions. Who do you think they're going to miss more? Um, Gardner Johnson? Because I do think that uh, Jalen Carter is going to cover this Javon Hardgrave uh, being sent to uh, San Francisco. Correct. But who do you think they're going to miss more? Or maybe both, CJ or TJ? Now that's – I mean – uh, it's it's hard to say which one they're going to miss the most. Most. Um, and by the way, I thought Gardner Johnson played great last Thursday. Yeah, I saw. I saw he did. I thought he did as well. You know, the uh, I probably would say the linebacker is probably going to be the linebacker situation because that's um, a factor in the run and in the pass, a, a big factor. Uh, but then again, you know, you look at the safety position, you know, and. Um, you know, you got a tight end running routes against a safety for a touchdown, a guy who's not really that great a route runner. Uh, so, you know, this week, man, they are coming after those guys. They, they're going to come after them. over for Bradbury now that um, Bradbury's there? And who, who's going to be out there on the perimeter now um, that well, they're going to put out there that you feel comfortable that's going to cover Justin Jefferson? Well, you know um, – that they're gonna they're gonna try to double him as much as they can, so he'll have whoever it is out there. They're gonna have help. Um, so that means they leave T.J. Hawkinson that tight end wide open running up the seam. Uh, they have to. They have to have either one of the linebackers or be one of the safeties that will so be. So Josh on them. Job, you think they're gonna put out there? I, I think so. They're wow. Gonna have, they're gonna have to, and and you know what they're going to do is. You know, they'll play zone, they'll play man-to-man, they'll try to keep somebody over him all the time. You know that's what they're going to try to do is, uh, you know, I mean, there's only a number, only a certain number of ways you can double people. So you can take away the deep route. Uh, He's going to be working inside and get a chance when they're in zone to work against the Eagles linebackers. And they just have to do a better job. Uh, But they're going to try to keep somebody over him so he doesn't, make big plays. And then at times they'll, uh, they're going to um, get in man and try to have somebody helping with him. And maybe they will have the safety just over the top and let the guys play man to man underneath. But either way, uh, they're going to try to mix it up, but 
but they're going to try to take away the big plays. They know he's going to catch passes. They're, they're not going to, you know, blanket him. He's going to catch passes. They just don't want him making big plays against them. Plus, you know, that's the whole he's thing. He's probably got an ass because he got shut down last year. Yeah, yeah. You, now that's true. Yeah, you're right. So he probably wants his second opportunity. Um, National so, TV. I, just, it's just, boy, man, short work week here. I, I mean, you know, it just did not look like they were, you know, um, it's almost like, you know, you're looking at, I, I know N'Kobe is, is young, but it's like they like they never played before, you know? You got to anticipate things. You got to be talking to each other, you know? And it's like there was no communication. But but the, that, evil, to that point you're making there, yeah, the communication was probably more significant than what we thought because, look, Missed blocking assignments by Lane and, and, and Malata. Yeah. Player um, alignment and special teams. Mm -hmm. The communication in the secondary. That also leads me to this here. How, you, you know, you, the secondary play and most notably the safety play. Give me a grade on what you thought that was. Well, you know, thinking with the safeties, I would have to give them a, 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 a C minus at the highest, you know, because. Uh, they were clearly going after them, and they had all kind of success throwing the ball over the middle. You know, and they're throwing the ball to tight ends. These guys are not that fast. I mean, you know, you don't have a blazer. How are you letting the tighter, I mean, tight end run a drag like a 15 or 18-yard? All the way drag. across the field that Gisekid came. All the way across the field. And you're acting, and the guy's wide open. And you wide open. Look like we're playing a Big 12 game. That's right. And, you know, it was easy shots to those guys. They've got to make adjustments. you got to do a better job of talking, you know, uh, where you take away some of that things. And and you need some big plays. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Slated didn't make a really big play, uh, which was really one of the keys to the fact that they did win the game. Oh, absolutely. E even though, really, they were outplayed and, um, you know. Well, the clearly, offense only scored 18 points, Gary. They, they were outplayed, but they, they ended up winning the game. But it was a game which they, they got to play much better than that. And you, you got to be sharper and the communication. But, you know, you expect guys that have played a while that they communicated with each other and don't be out there where you're, you basically got one guy on, on um, who's got on, on one thought, another guy somewhere else. Come on, man. You guys got to talk to each other. You're veteran guys, especially a veteran guy. The first thing you go in there and say, look, man. We got to be talking to each other, you know? Hey, hey, Gary, I saw that five-man backfield thing. I was like, what's this? <laughs> I mean, hey, if I – no wonder AJ walked off the field. He goes, I saw shit out there I've never seen That's right. in my entire life. But you have to be prepared to know when you're you, – you prepared against that guy in 17 and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Were you not ready for what you had to do to win that game? Because when I hear people making excuses – well, they were throwing things at us. Didn't you think that Belichick threw shit at people in 17 with that coaching staff with Doug Peterson? That's right. That's right. Come on. You know, and, and the thing is, you go in, you're expecting things you didn't see before, and you make adjustments. You come to the sideline. That's why guys are over there talking to each other. That's part of being a pro player, you know? And you got to be able to think, come on, this is what they're doing, you know? And so you talk when you come to the sideline. You don't just go sit on your own somewhere, especially if they had some success. You come over and you talk. What did you see? What are they doing? You know, and you don't come over there like you're rookies, you know, and 
That that's that's was really the most disappointing part of the of the way they played. I would say this to you, Gary. The last two games that they've played, coaching's been a problem. Okay, and yeah. I mean the seventeen staff, those guys were brilliant. These guys here, I don't know, man. They got two days to fix this. Let's see what happens when we tee it up. It's going to be an interesting ball game Thursday night. Lesser talent. My man, thank you so much. Don't forget to catch my friend Gary hey, Cobb, Fox 20. You got the nation Philly. watching. Hey, 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 I got it. Thank you, Gary. All right, buddy. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, boy. Mm-hmm. So, like, wait a minute. That entire organization who prepared against Bill Belichick in 17, and you guys in the front office all know what that coaching staff with Doug and Frank and Jim Schwartz had to do to try to beat Bill Belichick. So you didn't know what you had to do in that game against Belichick or what to prepare for. You, 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 you just thought, you, you just thought, Again, they, hey, you know what? We have the better coaches now. Yeah, whatever. Hey, um, let's one more time here announce the winners here for our Hooters giveaway. Congratulations to Wayne Miller from Florida and also to Christopher Arters from PA. We appreciate you being involved. One more time tomorrow, we'll start that up again where you can win those gift certificates. Great response, Tone says. Ton of you. Um, applied for it. You'll get an email tomorrow. We'll throw it out there. There's a code word. We're going to do it all week and we'll go all the way up till Friday in each and every single Monday of football Monday, we will announce our winners. So, Hey, we're so proud to have also the fact that Hooters has now made it the national football show, the home and the official home. And we appreciate those guys so much. Don't forget to go to northeastutors.com to find one of the locations. They were absolutely packed over the weekend all the college football, all the pro football. Eagle fans are all over the place. King of Prussia everywhere. Just absolutely. The Monday, night, the Sunday night game was off the top. The Monday night game is going to be crazy too. Some of you too, if you don't want to go into the place, you can get Hooters2Go.com. Try our great specials on the 40th anniversary. You buy 10 wings, get 10 boneless free. Wing Wednesdays, 1983. Kids eat free on Saturdays. All the beer specials we have, absolutely awesome. NortheastTutors.com. Find one of the seven locations. We're going to be in town soon at the King of Prussia one. We'll give you more details on that. And when you roll into Hooters, do me a favor. You tell them Big Seal sent you.
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, Mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. And if you don't like what Coach Prime is doing in college football, you're just a hater. Um, man, that's quite a story going on in Boulder. Good for him. You know, when you're the first to do something, people are going to take shots at you. Dion is the greatest thing to happen to college football in quite some time. And he's also given a lot of hope to former players who maybe were shut out. I'm going to give you guys a story here. And again, not to go down the racial line here, but I do want to bring this point up. You see Brian Kelly pound Grambling State with 72 points on him, right? Do you know why Doug Williams is not a head coach in college football? Doug Williams is one of my best friends. Okay? Why do you think Doug Williams no longer coaches college football? Do you know that the University of Kentucky told Doug, well, they interviewed him twice. And you know what? The AD wanted to hire him. You know what the Board of Regents said? You can come up with your own assertions and plug in whatever you want. Leroy Salmon, both our friends, wanted to hire him to be the USF head football coach. You know what they said? Well, I don't know. They changed their opinion, obviously, and have hired one since but they didn't want to hire an MVP of a Super Bowl, a guy who was one of the greatest college football players of all time. And you know what Doug told me? Sales, I'll never get where I want to go. Banging my head against the wall. 
I, I just can't keep plugging away at it. Got to support my family. And that's why he's an executive with the commanders. What a shitty thing. Something you want to do and have an impact on kids' lives like Dion's doing. Doug Williams had to quit. Okay. Doug had to quit because he was black. Damn, must be nice. Like Matt Rule and these other guys and all these coaches get these magnificent contracts for not working and then getting another chance to go coach someplace. Matt Nagy will coach somewhere else soon. It must be nice where you can just because of whatever get an opportunity. And with guys who should be getting opportunities, dude, we need more black coaches in college football. There's 137 Division I programs, and we got seven black coaches. That number is atrocious. When you got 80% of the roster minority, there's less than 1%, there's less than 10% of the coaches in the sport that are African-American. It just makes no sense. It makes no sense. No sense. How in the world can you have that many jobs and the only jobs you give are the super shitty jobs? I love what Deion Sanders is doing in Colorado. I can't imagine people are, you know what? I guarantee you there's people in Colorado that are praying for his failure. Whispering in the corners like the Judas they are. Oh, he's 2-0. and oh, Shit. Honestly, I'll bet you anything there's people in the Colorado border regions whispering in corners doing this. Shit. We thought he'd be 0-2 and, and this thing would be a sideshow. Oh, it's a show. Highest rated football games are Colorado Buffalo games. I can't remember the last time I even mentioned Colorado Buffalo. I don't mean to bore you, but it's not a boring story. It's a classic story. It's wonderful. The only problem I have is seeing my hurricane guys wearing Colorado Buffalo uniforms. I even gave the business to Michael Irvin. I said, what are you doing in Boulder, man? We got a big game with A&M. We need your ass down there. Uh, my boy Dion, plus I work for Fox now. I'm like, all right. I get it, but I'm seeing too many hurricanes. Hey, I think Matt Rule, I think he's turning Nebraska. That's the best I've seen Nebraska play in like five, six years. I, I thought they were tough. He just doesn't have very good skilled people yet. His quarterback's terrible. And some of the skilled people there that they have are not good enough. I don't make, I'll tell you this. When I was a young kid, I don't ever remember Nebraska sucking like that, but they do suck. Okay, we're going to talk about the NFL, and there were some really great statements. Here. Who made statement games? And we're going to expand more on this. I thought the Browns made a statement game. The 49ers, wow. Did they look great? 
And you see, you got to remember something about the 49ers and who they beat. They beat a great coach who's going to Canton. I think the Packers made a statement. Again, we're going to expand more on these games. In hour three, I think the Dolphins, good night almighty. I'll tell you something about Tua Tagovailoa. Kid, please be healthy. I would really like to see what you could do with a 17-game regular season. And then the Cowboys. You know, everyone is now all over the Dallas Cowboys, but what have I been telling you this entire – remember what I said on Friday? Tell maybe you can you, – you remember what I – I go like this. I don't see it with the Giants. I, I just don't. Remember – hey, remember my bold prediction – I threw this out, even Tone kind of laughed at me. I said Tyrod Taylor would be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants by week four. You guys all said they just gave this. I go, how's that looking now? How's that looking now? Hey, how's that look now? Right? How's that looking now? We're going to look at all the games. And we're going to reset here too. Um, Yeah, I I think it was a great week one of the NFL. And again, you do have to take into account week one, road, weather, who you're scheming against, all of that. I told you that and how important that was. We're going to reset. We'll look at week one of the NFL plus tonight's game. Jets and Bills. Please hit the like button. You guys have been awesome here on this Football Monday. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds.
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. Power Hour, number three. Big sales. Appreciate you coming aboard with us. Thank you guys so much. Um, as I started the program out, I want you guys one more time to understand what I said to you and how important the most important thing is that comes out of yesterday's game. You got to win. Okay. You got to win. Good teams win in shitty games. Bad teams lose. Hey, the Cowboys lose games like that. Okay? The Cowboys lose games like that. You win games like that. That's the difference. Good football teams find a way to win. Okay? There's no getting around it. But you're telling me the entire offseason was prepared of that? That's not good enough. That's not one game. Even stats last year for Falcons, all 17 games, 159 tackles, four pass breakups, two sacks, an upgrade. Howie sitting still. <laughs> so look at what Bear from Philly's saying. I must be talking about this kid Evans being signed because um, Nicobe's out. Of course he's out. You got to, I don't know, Job, you're going to put in there a corner? Good night. Justin Jefferson, I hope he never lines up on him. This guy's going to take his lunch pail to work. Um, Dude, you're still addressing your starting linebackers with dudes that have been whacked by other programs and other teams, you got a severe problem. Why are you looking at like that? You truly believe that a guy's going to come off the street and cover TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, and Justin Jefferson with guys who are lesser than anything you had a year ago. Holy shit. Are you stupid to think that? Stupid. You don't have anyone who can cover anyone except your corners, and one of them's down now. You're stupid. 
Ricks versus Jefferson? Reed Blankenship did not play that great. Where did you see that? He made a couple nice plays, but he was lost in coverage also. Dude, the New England Patriots tight ends are good players. They look like all pros. Gisick and Hunter Henry were killing you. We're killing you. Hey, Outside of that pick six, it was a poor throw by Mac Jones. I didn't think Darius Slay played super great. I thought he played okay. It was a better game than he's played recently. Dude, your entire defense gave up over 300 yards in offense, passing to Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones outplayed Jalen Hurts yesterday. You watch this one. Mac Did Mac Jones, yes or no, outplay Jalen Hurts yesterday? Yes or no? Mac Jones. Did he? Did Mac Jones have a better game than Jalen? Look at no birds. No. No, cuz. He lost just like he said. Oh. Mm. As I told you, I thought Mac looked great. By the way, is Mac Jones now the long-term answer in New England? Well, when you have a quality coach like Bill O'Brien, look what coaching does for you. Be careful with that point, Sills. If we can't get it off in the Super Bowl when – We shouldn't be able to get it off now. No, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about them. Because people keep telling me about how great Jalen played in the Super Bowl and how he outplayed Mahomes. I know the difference between winning and losing. I don't give a shit what you do. Has no bearing on anything. You get the W, Trent Dilfer still has a ring. I don't care what you do. You make one play in the game. But some of you don't see it that way. You like to move the yardsticks. Okay? Look what good coaching does for players. Matt Patricia was his OC, Bill O'Brien this year. And Matt Jones was 35 of 54, 316, three touchdowns and a pick. That's what good coaching does for you. Um, completely outcoached. Your coaching staff was terrible. From the head coach to the special teams coach, there wasn't a guy worth his weight and salt that was coaching in that game on Sunday. They were all terrible, every one of them. And then for Sirianni to start making excuses why they sucked out loud Sunday. Maybe we should have played more in the exhibition season. Had no place or context on a Monday talking about Thursday. 
I have, you're, you're making excuses up. And to, to, to the point, I thought special teams helped New England. Just terrible. You can't even line up correctly. You're burning timeouts to get proper personnel settings on the field. Train wreck. And seriously, the highlight of the day was Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. Everyone else, you can have them. Uh, Devontae, Devontae was good. I thought AJ was good. Here, if I had to give game balls to Eagle players, I don't give them the kickers. Um, AJ, Devontae, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter. That's it. Will Jefferson numbers matter if they don't win an NFC championship? No, because then he's going to be Tim Brown. The most useless numbers I've ever seen in my life are Tim Brown numbers. Tim Brown's got all those numbers and nothing. I don't ever remember him being a guy in a big game where you went, holy shit, that guy was massive. Okay? Those are your guys. 85 goes, week one is historically sloppy. Really? Now for San Francisco. Against Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh and New England are compatible. Okay? Kenneth Gainwell being established is a joke. So you establish a guy who's lucky to be on a roster over Dallas Goddard. Explain that one, Nick. That was terrible game planning. That's coaching. Kenneth Gainwell? I mean, DeAndre Swift, okay. Why'd you trade for him? If you're not going to play him. Why, why did Kenneth Gainwell is the worst guy in your offensive huddle? Hertz was awful. It was terrible. Wide open guys all over the field. Now, I, 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 I will concede. I saw things out there too. And maybe Jalen didn't feel comfortable in what he was seeing. If you guys remember right, hey, um, Tone, maybe you watched this game. But it was a couple of years ago that Brady went up to New England and Belichick got Brady into the fourth quarter. And didn't they hit the upright to lose that game? To almost beat the Bucs? I, I, I could have swore it was it was like it was off the goalpost. And Belichick had designed these defenses against Brady. And Brady struggled in that game. It was raining. It was, you know. If I'm right, I think. 
I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Bucks lost. They they won that game because the Patriots kicked it off the upright and it didn't go in. And he had stretched Tom Brady. Tom had Tom was Tom could have lost that sitting on the sidelines too. Okay, Belichick's ahead of one of the greatest coordinators of all time. Five across the line, man. I saw that. I was like, what in the world is that? And so sometimes when you see new shit out, there was completely new wrinkles in that secondary. Belichick just coached the pants off your coaching staff. Just absolutely coached the shit out of you. I mean, that's why that game was close. Because Mac Jones played his ass off. Even spotting you. Get this. That team spotted you 16 points and almost beat you. Man. And they're the fourth best team in the AFC East. Yes, I agree. Caster, you got to give Belichick. I said Belichick had to make that a fourth quarter game in a last possession game, and he did. And he did. The game was in their hands to win. And again, they were the lesser roster. So the Gainwell thing just completely blows my narp. Marbles, I don't get it. Um, don't blame the OC. Blame Hurts. He stunk. The Patriots' D-line dominated the Patriots' offensive line pretty much for 60 minutes. Except, I'm not going to say 60 minutes because the first, I would say the first 10 minutes, they went on that 14-play drive at, to open the game, and it looked like it could be a long day. But they made in-game adjustments, as they always do. The Kobe Dean was terrible. Does not belong as the Mike Backer. I wouldn't mind him as a Sam or Will. I would not mind him there. Then you can move him around. You can get him used to playing. Man, you just really are feeding a guy all this, and you're asking him for an untainable situation to do all the things you're asking him to do, having never played the position before. 34 snaps is never playing the Mike linebacker. He's never played. Okay? In a game situation where he started or it mattered. He was a cleanup dude. He was a janitor. Now you're asking him to start ball games versus coordinators like O'Brien and Belichick and thinking he's going to go in there and outsmart them? Having never played. This is that's not even a ability conversation. He got turned around so many times in that game, it became I felt sorry for him. Getting hurt. You know, had to get him off the field. I mean, they were targeting him. Hunter Henry and Gisick They were going right at him. You heard Gary Cobb even say it. Right at him. Not good. Not good at all. O-line was abused. Missed assignments. Dude, what's the communication issue with the Eagles going into that? You had six months to know your positions, to know personnel settings, 
And to have blown timeouts over not knowing where to line up, that has nothing to do with the game. Priest, here, maybe I should say this. And you know, Tone, I don't, maybe I didn't make this clear enough. Pre-snap penalties are the number one thing that aggravate me the worst. You know why? Because this is just knowing what to do. Okay? This is just lining up. You look like idiots. Fletcher Cox is banged up. I thought Fletcher, when he came in, he gave, he had a couple big impact plays. Jalen Carter was just great. He was. I thought Lane Johnson stunk. Worst game I've seen him play. Malata was terrible. It was terrible. Let's get to the games and how they impact the Eagles, especially in the NFC side. So I'm seeing that Chris Jones is now signed. Of course he's got Hey, they can't win the Super Bowl. How about this? They can't contend for a Super Bowl in Kansas City without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey because they just don't have enough bodies there. Okay? Ken, the Eagle O-line got killed. We'll do Bills and Jets at the end of the, sh- at the, end of the hour here. Let's go Commanders. Commanders 20-16 to 16 over the Cardinals. Cardinals fought. Give it to Jonathan Gannon as much as I don't want to. They fought hard in this ball game. Um, Sam Howe, 202, 1 TD. Let's see it. Let's see it. Okay. Let's see it. At one point, Dean was frozen. He was lost. Absolutely. He was terrible. He made some good – hey – I will say this, Death Row, in one of in a couple of the uh, run fits, he did a nice job. He got in there. That was because Davis and Carter were playing well. He got in there and made some plays. But he got hurt in traffic. Well, that's what a Mike linebacker is. He's in traffic. Okay? I told you he'd never make the season. I didn't realize he wouldn't make the first game. He's just not big enough. He's a little dude. Um, Commanders have talent. I don't know what they are yet. We got to wait for two more games. Desmond Ritter, 115-1 TD. Bijan scored a touchdown, 24-10 over the Panthers. Um, I don't know. Atlanta's got some talent. Okay, they've got some talent. The Bengals were destroyed by the Browns. Chubb 106, Jim Swartz put a game plan together against Joe Burrow that Joe Burrow should be ashamed of. Can't play like that, son. Now, is it because of your calf? Were you concerned about it? No excuses. 55 million reasons why. Jalen gets no excuses. You surely don't. And you sucked the worst of any big paid quarterback in the NFL this past weekend. You were the worst. You were the worst with more expectations on you. And I'll say this. 
Deshaun is starting to feel it. And he's, he made plays, and there were stretches where you saw Deshaun Watson Houston a little bit. Still at the beginning of the game, he wobbled. They're still right in the ship there. Man, I'll tell you something, too. Miles Garrett is going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is some ball player. They got good safeties. They got good corners. They got a good D-line. They got a really good old line in Cleveland. Cleveland is a good team. They're a good team, man. I think they got the Steelers next. That's going to be another game because Pittsburgh has to get that game. Don't let Deshaun Watson get back to being Deshaun Watson three years ago where he's a top five guy because Cleveland could be in trouble for any. They can beat anybody. Like, I'll say this to you, Kansas City or Cleveland, I don't know. I might take Cleveland in that game. I might take Cleveland. Cleveland crushed the Bengals, who are one of the preseason favorites to make it to Las Vegas in the Super Bowl. Ravens over the Texans, Lamar 169-25-9, 25-9. I thought they limped to that win. I was not impressed with Lamar Jackson in this game whatsoever. Looked out of sorts, a lot of incomplete passes. I don't know. I I don't know. He just didn't look. I mean, hey, the kid Zay Flowers can play. He can play. It's great to have all these television sets on at once, watching pro football. I love it. Senor says, I thought you said Joe Burrow was elite and better than Hurts. He is by far better than Hurts. Jalen Hurts can't read a defense. Constantly on display. He's becoming predictable. Burrow's got to play better. I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow can read. I know he can. I see him moving people with his head. Even Tony Romo, who's not a quarterback that I have respect for. Jesus Christ, how many times are you going to go to the predetermined wide-out guy, wide-open guy? You got guys running around the field in that Eagle game against the Patriots that were wide open all day long, open all day long. But for, again, Belichick has to get credit for that too. Jags over the Colts. I thought the Colts fought hard. By the way, I didn't think Anthony Richardson played that poorly, 31-21. Gardner Mitchell had to go in there and clean that thing up. But I would say that um, Batman goes, it's one game. It's not one game. It's 36 games. There's a reason three players on your offense have 70% of his passes, which means seven out of every – Ten passes go to three guys. There's a reason. It's RPO. It's not progression reading. He's not going to sit there reading secondaries from a seven-step drop. And when he tried to, he was terrible. Stop making excuses. Brian Johnson, too. The whole thing was terrible. They couldn't protect him. By the way, when they tried to throw the ball more, your pass protection didn't look very good against the Patriots. So the more you throw the ball... Jalen's going to get hit more. The 49ers now. That was some ass kicking. 
tremendous performance. Um, they, in their old line with Trent Williams, I thought Christian McCaffrey was one of the best players on the weekend. Brock Purdy was great in that ball game. He was great. Okay? He was great. The Cali Green goes, the Patriots defense is good. Give him credit. I gave him credit for two weeks. You didn't want to give him credit. 49ers were sensational. Warner going down the line of scrimmage. You want to know how to play Mike linebacker and what the Eagles need? Take a look at Fred Warner, the way he plays. Going up and down the line of scrimmage like that, knocking guys out. He is a force. That D-line that the Niners have is scary great. And by the way, Brandon Ayuk, I don't know, but for me, he's getting better every time I watch him play. He might be WR1, okay? He might be WR1 in San Francisco. Purdy and him were sensational. Brock Purdy was sensational. He He was sensational. Against a very good coach team, against a very good, formidable defense, um, they crushed them. Like, that game was not competitive. Even though the announcers tried to make it competitive, that game was not competitive. It was not competitive. Not competitive. Okay? Okay. You see what, um, what's his name said? If Jalen can't read defenses the way you say they should have signed another quarterback. No, they have an offense the way they run it. And by the way, I saw another guy say, well, Jalen found a way to win and Joe Burrow lost. You're not beating the Browns. You could, with that performance, you would not beat the Cleveland Browns. You wouldn't. With those pass-catching guys they have, you're not beating the Browns. You, you can't beat the Browns with that defense. You can't cover anybody. I, it was one of the most – I'll tell you, I'll make a prediction here too. This is a prediction. You'll be one of the worst pass-coverage teams in the NFL this year. You'll be down in the 20s. You'll be down in the 20s. Buccaneers with a very, very, very impressive win going up to Minnesota and winning 20 to 17. Boy, did Baker Mayfield need that for his career. The Bucs have talent on defense. Okay. The Bucs have talent on defense. Okay. Totally do. Vikings can't start the season out 0-2. Big Sills, where do Hardgrave go? I thought he played great. That whole front four played great against Pittsburgh. Played great. Okay. 
Mark goes like this. Hill's got all the answers week one. Keep the same energy all season, dude. I sure hope you do. Because everything I said that you guys did not fix in the offseason showed up. You had six months to fix it, and you didn't. You got worse. You can't follow with me, guys. You can't cover anybody. You barely could a year ago. You got rid of better talented kids. Now you got less experience. You may have gotten better in stopping the run, but you got worse in defending the pass. Did you not see that? Like, would anybody in the world of imagination think about this? I don't know, everybody. I can't even name you the wide receivers for the Patriots. And I know they're tight ends, but I wouldn't consider the New England Patriots to have a superstar offensive attack. And they all played you. And the Patriot defense held your offense that you guys tell me is the best in the league to 18 points. I don't know how you looked at that game. Saints in a hard-fought game at the Superdome. Titans, Mike Vrabel, I get it, okay? Sills, you said we couldn't stop the run. I said you did. I said you did. You, But I also said there's not a chance in hell you could cover any of their tight ends. And that was a fact. And I said your boy Dean would be terrible, and he was. I have to admit, watching the game, Sills, you were right about the whole game, 16-0, and let them come back and almost win. Um, <laughs> how he never valued linebackers. Dude, you played football. If you don't understand what week one playing against Bill... You guys told me 42 to 10. I told you, no way. I never said you were going to lose the game. Not one time have I said you were going to lose to the Patriots. Not one time. Not one time did I say that. Book it, the Giants upset the 49ers. (laughs) The Giants suck. Okay? I never said Kenny Pickett looked good. I said all of you were telling me Kenny Pickett looked good. I never thought shit of him. People were telling me, and that, and by the way, the Vegas guys thought he did too, because you know why? That number was two. Somebody thought Kenny Pickett was going to do well. The guys who put the money on the table thought he was going to do well. It was a two-point spread. So someone else thought it. 
the guys who instead of just making predictions, okay? Chris says to Sills' defense, he said the Eagles will win, but it would be close. Our linebackers are terrible. That's all I said. And if they could get a game where they could establish the run, it would be closer. But remember something, Chris. Remember something about um, what the Patriots did do in that game. They did have last possession to win it. And that's all Belichick had to have because he knows he doesn't have the personnel to hang with Philly. So you want that game as ugly as you possibly can. And the Eagles accommodated. They accommodated the Patriots. They basically, the Eagles kept the Patriots in that game. Poor coaching, poor execution, poor design of plays, and poor game plan. All of that played into why that thing That game should have been, am I wrong, 31-10? That's a 31-10 game for Philly usually. Instead, all those things that I said would happen, happened. That's exactly what happened. He made it ugly, outcoached you, outspecial teams you. You didn't really think his defense was that good. Hey, by the way, with all the substitutes that they had in the O-line, it didn't seem to matter. Because they protected Daniel Jones. I thought you guys told me their offensive line was terrible. You couldn't get home. Mask goes like this. If Sirianni lost that game, I would want him fired. Why? He's a cheerleader. Does it matter? Yeah, well, maybe, man, we should play some preseason games. I don't know. Hey, Nick, no one wants to hear that when you got two days to prepare for Minnesota. What a stupid-ass comment. Honest to God, dude. Worry about right in your corner, CB2, and worry about who's going to cover Hawkinson and who's going to cover those wideouts coming across the middle because there's a better offensive group that's going to play Philadelphia than what you saw in New England. There's a better group. Dude, you took on one of the worst teams in the AFC. They may win seven games. Well, maybe we should play preseason games. That guy says some of the dumbest shit going. There's no place for that. No, You know, Andy Reid loses a game to the Lions. This is on me. No, they go, hey, Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones aren't playing. No excuses. No excuses why we lost that game. This is on me. Same thing with Mahomes. You don't get excuses in the NFL why you play poorly. And, and like I said about Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow should be ashamed of himself. 55 million bucks. Jim Schwartz put a defensive game plan up on you and you couldn't get and move the sticks. Dude, that's on you. You could blame all the offensive coordinators and all the bullshit you want. That's on the offensive coordinator don't make $55 million. And we'll make $55 million. That's on your ass. So let me get this right. Brock Purdy outplayed 
$50 million Jalen Hurts. $55 million Joe Burrow. $51 million Lamar Jackson. $48 million Deshaun Watson. $42 million Russell Wilson. He makes $937,000. That guy makes nine hundred grand, And he outplayed all those $50 million guys. Brock Purdy was great. He was great in that game. He was great. Great. Hey, Niner, you got a guy making 900 grand out playing big time number guys. No wonder you could pay uh, Nick Bose at $35 million. Mm. Jordan Love. Good for you, Jordan Love. Jordan Love, man. Put up some good numbers through three touchdowns in the ball game, 240 plus. Hey, can I ask you guys this? Can I? I mean, I would say this to you. Do they have a quarterback in Chicago, yes or no? Do they have a quarterback in Chicago? Williams, really? Man. Jefferson gone, be inside the slot. We have to get to Cousins fast. Got to stop the run, okay? I want to see us get back to the run. Um, Mask is, Chicago's just a shit franchise at this point. Um. I, Justin Fields is just not moving it enough. You know, I want to root for him because I like him and I like what he's, the work and the dedication and all the shit he puts in. I mean, I am rooting for him. I want him to really, really play well. Maybe I'm rooting for him too much and I'm putting too much of that into this. But, yeah. I don't see it. Hey, man. Matthew Stafford, healthy? He didn't even have Cooper Cup in this game, right? Good night. Hey, here's something that Tone said, and a lot of people are believing this. Was last year a fluke for Geno? He looked awful in that game against the Rams. And the Rams really don't have anybody. I mean, I mean, Aaron Donald. And I really can't name you a bunch of guys in that Rams defense. Now, look, I love Raheem Morris. I, I do. I love the D coordinator of the Rams. He was the former head coach of the Bucks. We're friends. Um, man. 
Senor go Seahawks lost their two tackles. That really still even. You lose your two tackles. The Rams? Who are they throwing the ball to? Who are they throwing the ball to? I don't get it, man. I mean, that's a great win. Sean McVay, they get this done. Raiders over the Broncos. Why is it? Let me see something here. You guys hate Geno Smith, right? Not Geno Smith. Jimmy Garoppolo. You guys hate Jimmy Garoppolo, right? You, you, you don't really like Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo stats. Let me see something here. So you, you, you're, you, most of you guys don't like Jimmy, right? To be your starting quarterback. Man, Garoppolo's 41 and 17. He was 38 and 17 and 5 and 2 in the postseason. 2 and 0 in New England. And now 1 and 0 with the Raiders. Five Star says 41 and 17 is trash. And the reason why you have to take this into account, New England, San Francisco, and now the Raiders. It's three different places he's winning at. Do you think there's a coincidence to that? Three different places. Three different places. He has he's 41 and 17 and 5 and 2 in the postseason. That guy's a winner, dude. Russell Wilson. Did they hey, am I right? Did they go into Denver and do that? Did they go into Denver? And did Sean Payton lose at home at was it at was it was it in was it in Denver that Payton lost that game? I'll tell you something, man. Russell Wilson, there were times in the ball game where I thought he looked good. Okay? Okay? Wow. So, goes into Denver and wins. Dude, that guy's a winner, dude. In Denver, Garoppolo goes in and beats you. And beats Russell Wilson. Dude, Garoppolo beats Aaron Rodgers. He beats Garoppolo. He beats all these quarterbacks. If that's a game manager, I'll sign up for that shit anytime, any day. Dude, whatever, dude. You can have all the Kirk Cousins. Hey, so would you rather have Kirk Cousins' career or Garoppolo's career? Jimmy G's got a Super Bowl appearance to his name and an NFC championship. What is what does Kirk Cousins have? I mean, right?
game of the day, at least if you're an offensive fan, has to be um, the Dolphins and the Chargers. Man, I got to tell you, that kid, what were the stats in that game? 466, three touchdowns, Tyree Kill, 11 catches, 215. Man, if Tug of Viola can stay healthy, I don't know how far Miami could go. Miami, that he, that he put a show on. How many 400 plus, how many 450 plus yard games has he thrown for in the last few years? Two? Didn't he have a 486 last year? Wasn't it like 486? Now he's got 466. This is a guy that's a hit away from being a bag of Skittles. And you're like, man, if this guy stays healthy. And then the Dallas Cowboys destroyed the Giants. I'm more impressed with what the 49ers did to the Steelers, and I'll tell you why. I don't think the Giants are good. Do you know you have those idiots at WFAN saying that Daniel Jones is a top 10 quarterback? And I'm like, not a chance. Not a chance. I don't see it. So the Cowboys, Stephon Gilmore looks spectacular. Two picks. He, he was great. He was great in that game. Totally great. But now everyone's like, Cowboys got the best defense. Cowboys, you know, they're, they're now saying they're going to sweep the Eagles. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Let me get this right. You think Brian Dable's a better coach than Bill Belichick and that staff they have in New England? You'd be crazy. I don't think the Giants could beat the Patriots. Do you? I don't believe the Giants could beat the Patriots. He's reminding me of Mahomes and Tyree Kill was on that team. Hey, do, do you guys agree? Okay. I don't believe that the Giants can beat that team. I don't. Cowboys always start the season on cloud nine. Just let it simmer a bit. They'll come back down to earth. Yeah, when they lose to, like, the Cardinals. <laughs> hey, tell them that everyone will be like this, right? Like normal. How do you lose to the Cardinals? Hey, 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 Barb, never date a guy with small hands, right, hon? <laughs> hey, hey, Barb, never date a guy with small hands. That's what I'm told. Okay. <laughs> uh, Giants couldn't beat the <laughs> night sales. <clears throat> Maniac. I know everybody's doing the whole cowboy shuffle now. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Never date a guy with, with small hands. It's what I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm more of a kind of, of a chick guy. So I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> what about your feet cells? I got a size 16. <laughs> I think that came out wrong. My feet are 16 and a half. Okay. I think my feet are 16 and a half. Okay. Hey, I may only be six, two, but my feet are 16 and a half. <laughs> hey, I got a 16 and a half or I don't know. I mean, I should have said my feet. <laughs> Let me take a time out. All right, man, please hit the like button. I'll, hey, we'll do jets and bills next. Keep it here on the national football show. Passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Get 
Bucks and Bills tonight. <clears throat> Hard Knocks has has really been like the pregame show for this game tonight. This thing's going to get a great number. Plus, with Buck and Aikman on the call, this thing's going to get a great number tonight. Um, who's the better quarterback? I think Josh Allen is. I think Aaron Rodgers has more talent around him. And by the way, I kind of see a little bit of the Brady stuff here. Good running game. The tackles are not quite what they had in Tampa, but the wide receivers are good. I mean, Dalvin Cook is now in the backfield too. Their defense is the best part of that team, the Jets, in my opinion. Um, Bills are 13-3. and three. Allen's my favorite to win the MVP. Um, Got to win games like this. AFC East is going to be a grudge match every single week that they play each other. I, I think it could be the best division in football. The AFC East. That Bengals, that Bengals conference or division could be too, but um, who do who do you got tonight? <clears throat> who do you got tonight? Jets will be last in the AFC East. I'll tell you what, New England looked good. They looked good on Sunday. That looked better than I thought. Jets, Niners, Super Bowl. Hollywood's got the Jets, Bills, Quan. 365, Bills. I watched the Manning cast, no Troy for me. Must be the small hands, Barb, right? (laughs) Sue says Jets. It's in the Meadowlands. Um, damn it, I got the Bills going to the Super Bowl versus the Cowboys. I think the Jets win this, though. I think the Jets win this. Aaron Rodgers is going to play good tonight. If that Bills team can get pressure on him, because Rodgers is not out in the perimeter like he used to be when he was younger. Um, I think they end up, I think the Jets win this thing. Is it a shootout? Twenty-eight, twenty-six. Or how about this one? Let's go over 30. Let's do 30. 34, 31. Something like we saw with the uh, Chargers, like that. Pitt says Dean is soft as butter. I wouldn't say he's soft. Unders 44? Damn, really? So they think it's more of a defensive battle then, right? Unders 44? Wow, I thought the number would be up to over 50. Huh. So they're okay. So 
Maybe it is 27-21, something like that, 27-28. The number's 44, really? Wow, they think it's going to be big sales. I got 17-7 bills. Wow, 31-28. That's 59. Maniacs got Jets 24-20, right on the number. Bad weather, too? Th thunderstorms? Okay, so the number's 44. Maybe you're right, 24-20, something like that, Maniac. Hey, and, and, and here's going to be the narrative, too, if Rodgers loses. Green Bay was right to move off of him. What do you got, Tone? Jets, 23-20. He's right there on the number, too. Okay, I'm thinking too much over here. I thought it'd be a high-scoring game, but... The, People are looking at the defenses. And Reels right on the number almost. Number's 44. Great show, Dan. And prayer for everyone today. Hey, that's such a great way to end it. And I'm so happy that the game is in the New York area for the last NFL game of the week in week one. There is nothing better than the United States of America. We're not perfect. But one of the coolest things we get to do is do the things that we get to do because we're Americans. I love this country. I don't root for politicians, folks. I root for Team USA. That's who I am. I may be Canes, but I'm also red, white, and blue. And 9-11 is the greatest of America. From adversity and the ashes of the phoenix, we always rise. And that's why we get to do what we get to do. You see first responders this week should shake their hands and thank them for all the things that they do in our lives. Because it's important to remember them on days like this. That men and women run the wrong way into safety to protect us. God bless all of you. Thank you. Please hit the like button. Xander, Big Joe, we thank you very much. Should be a great game. By the way, I'm taking the Jets, and I'm going to go with your number, Maniac, 24-20. I'm good with that. Tone, oh, here again, here's our great winners. Tomorrow we'll start it up again. Wayne Miller and Christopher Arters, thank you guys for so much for being involved in it. We'll start that process up tomorrow. Get certificates for our Hooters um, listeners and watchers. We so look forward to that. We'll have that out there, the email and the code where we'll explain it more to you. Enjoy the game tonight, Tone. Great stuff as always, my brother. Thank you so much. We will catch you tomorrow, 3 to 6, and we'll see you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.